0: All right, everybody, we're back here. This is Sophie with um, my podcast, and I think it's been more than a hot minute, Piper, since we've been on here, right?
1: It's been a minute.
0: So, um, you know, we got a special guest here. We actually got a Gen X kiddo here with us. Um,
1: Boredom of I, the Xers. Is that what we're going to call it? I think so. What is it called? Boredom of the Xers.
0: Well, hold on. Hold on. Before we even start, I got to do my disclaimer. All right, Victor. I got I got a disclaimer that I have to do because sometimes I offend people. So here we go. You ready, Victor? I don't know what I'm supposed to say, but I will tell you what I believe. So don't ask me if your baby's cute, and please don't ask me if you're fat. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, let's um, let's um, what's the what's the topic again? What, what do we call this?
1: Boredom of the Xers.
0: Xers, the Gen X. Okay. So how old are you, Victor? I am 24 years old. 24 years old. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um,
2: so. Born in California. I've been living here in Kingwood pretty much my whole life. Um, just graduated college.
0: What did and, you graduate
2: in? Um, business administration. Okay. At the University of Houston, downtown. Oh, congrats. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. And I'm um, just trying to live my life. Well, what are you and, doing right now? Um, I'm a life insurance agent. I serve part-time on the weekends, but now I'm, um, I recently um, just started selling life and health. Are you
0: currently employed?
2: Currently employed,
0: yes. Okay, so you are currently employed. Do you have you have parents? I would assume mom and a dad. Yeah, mom and a dad, happily married. They've been married for dad um, in the home. Dad in the home. They've been married for um. Oh my
2: god, 1992.
0: So that's it's a hot minute. It's been a long time. Any siblings?
2: I got one sister.
0: One sister, and you got a mom and a dad. Um, you're you're you're. What what do they call it? White picket fence household, typical. Yeah, the typical. Typical, yeah, the typical uh, middle middle American America. <laughs> the American, American dream. dream. Yeah. Well, I mean, so I guess the next question is how was how was your upbringing as a Gen X? Uh. My upbringing was actually pretty um
2: nice. Um I mean, I probably would say I've had a childhood that um a lot of people would probably even murder for.
0: Explain. Have. What do you mean by what do you mean to have? Like what what's what's so Great about your childhood.
2: Well, I mean, because everything about it, I mean, my dad is a very successful man. He's been successful ever since I was, like, little, ever since, like, I was 10. And we've been in our same house since 2004. Yeah, since 2004. It's a nice
0: 48 square feet, 42 square hundred. Yeah, nice house. So, I mean, so the house is great. The money is great. How about your childhood?
2: It was... It was great. I had a lot of, you know, just did a lot of childhood stuff, you know, Um, played sports as a kid. I did uh, almost everything. I did soccer. I played baseball, football, did tennis in high school, and just normal.
0: Would you say it was hard? Was it easy?
2: Um, it was, I guess, a little bit hard because, I mean, I grew up a little shy. I was quiet. I actually, um... I actually did not speak until I was four.
0: Oh wow. Yeah. I have no idea. Did
1: you know that's a mark of intelligence?
0: Oh wow. Yeah. There you go. I, yeah. There's I didn't late, speak until they called
1: well. late talkers. Oh
0: don't forget everybody, Piper is a I speech am a speech pathologist. that
1: is my background. Yes. So when anybody tells me they didn't speak till four, they usually started talking in sentences. And the reason that they didn't talk is because a lot of things were provided for them in their environment. So they had a really involved mom or they had a really involved family, lots of siblings, things were just done for them, and it's a marketing. So it sounds challenge. like he had,
0: a, he had a childhood where the parents did everything for him. You
1: don't have to ask for anything. Oh, no?
0: wow. Impressive. So let, me ask, right to talk. so let me ask you a question. Let me Especially ask you a question. if
1: you're intelligent.
0: Why am I noticing that a lot of Gen X's, and I hate to use this term, on a bell curve in general, are struggling in the workforce? Yeah.
2: Well, because... Um, they, uh, I guess I could probably say, um, you know, technology and stuff it's okay. made it easier for them to like not be hands-on. Do you A think that of, was
0: good or is that bad?
2: Um, I think it's, it's kind of in the middle. I mean, uh, obviously technology is great and invol and we need to evolve and stuff like that, but like sometimes it's just. If you wanna put it into work you gotta do it yourself. And then a lot of them um just
0: hold on, you just said if you gotta if you wanna put in the work, you gotta do it yourself. But it sounds like you grew up where you didn't have to do any of that. Yeah, that's the yeah. So do you that's find really it challenging?
2: Yeah, I find it very why? challenging.
0: Why 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 is it challenging?
2: Well, because there was a lot of the stuff like I just didn't know how to do. I mean, this was the first year I've ever filed my taxes.
0: Oh wow. Before. Wow. So yeah.
2: Just like simple stuff like that. I mean, I wouldn't mind if they got me to mow the lawn instead of someone else to do it.
0: So this is interesting. So this, this, this brings me to a point here. So what I and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I grew up um, in a family where obviously I didn't have a dad really growing up. And, and, and I, I was forced to have to do a lot of tasks you know, mowing the yard. I mean, I even had to learn how to fix the cars, change brakes, change the brakes. Uh, all this stuff. He because, still
1: does it today. Well, we didn't have the
0: resources. <laughs> so my mom's like, I'm going to invest and you just got to figure this out. But what I'm noticing when I speak to a lot of Gen X, and please, when I, when I say this, it's not saying right or wrong. It never is. It's just giving people the insight. And I, I, I'm realizing that a lot of the Gen Xs, they don't have that much experience in day-to-day tasks
1: changing
0: a tire do you know how to change a tire yeah ha- have you ever changed one
1: yeah,
0: that, that. yeah We've if i asked your friends that would you say the majority of them know how to change a tire
2: uh actually yes i mean i guess i think that i guess i'm technically gen x but i'm like you know 97 that's when's the min- millennials and like 95,
1: right? Something oh, God, like I have it's no very... idea. I just group you all together because I'm so old. I just put everybody
2: in. You're You're in Gen, X, X. I, you're Gen I, X. I know I'm Gen X, but I for the longest time, I thought I was millennial. Well, but... How did
1: you learn to change a tire? I think that's a... My dad. Awesome.
0: Okay. Dad, so, had, no. so this goes back to, you know, you had a father in the house. And mm-hmm. I'm just going to throw a statistic out there that really doesn't pertain with this conversation. It's another podcast. But, Victor, do you know what 80, 90 percent, 90 plus percent of homeless... 80 plus percent of criminals and almost 60 percent of suicides all have in common? Huh. Ooh. Um maybe not
2: having a
0: stable home? Maybe close, good. No father in the house. No father in the house. Yeah. So when people say, hey, what's the simplest thing we can do to fix? All this issues and all this thing, everybody thinks throwing money at it. And I like what Elon Musk said. There's no real easy, good way of basically giving free money. Let's encourage people to have a father in the house and maybe incentivize with no taxes. If you're low income and you're married, I will give you money to stay married. Because I know that having that father in the house playing the father role, that's another topic, can prevent a lot of these problems moving on in the future. But let's go back to you. So you had an easy life. It seems like everything might have been handed to you more or less. Mm -hmm. Um, Would you say that your parents gave you the tools to be independent and successful on your own? Basically saying, if your parents just disappeared right now and all their money was gone, poof, you're by yourself. Do you believe that you have the tools to be able to navigate truly on your own? Yeah. You do. Explain it to me.
2: I do. Um I mean I'm twenty me ask you a
0: question right now. Mm-hmm. Who's paying for your cell phone?
2: Who's paying for my cell phone? My dad. Okay. My parents are.
0: Who's pay who's helping your rent?
1: Rent myself. Yeah. Okay I, I pay my
0: rent. What what is everything your parents doing to help you right now with?
2: Um car insurance, phone.
1: Health insurance?
2: Yeah, I'm on my parents' health insurance one more year. So I'm gonna ask you one more time,
0: now that we we gave you some insight on because a lot of times we we forget what people are helping when we don't have to pay for it Mm -hmm. because it's out of sight, out of mind, it's just kind of getting taken care of. Do you truly believe right now you could do it successfully on your own? Or would it be a bit more challenging than you expect?
2: Definitely more challenging than what I expect. There you go. Because
0: you know, you totally forgot about the the health insurance, Yeah. you forgot about yeah. the car, you forgot about the cell phone, and you forgot about all the other shit that happens when you call mom and dad and what do they do? Mm. They yeah. just, yeah. yeah, all that extra yeah. stuff that they give you. Mm-hmm. So what I've realized, would you like my thoughts on this topic? Absolutely. Your parents only know what they know. And, and we always go from one extreme to another extreme. You know, so they probably had more hardships when they started, right? Mm-hmm. I'm assuming. Absolutely. Yeah, they did. Yeah, so, absolutely, yeah. so when they came and they had to they had to navigate this world, they had a lot of hardships and they probably didn't have that parent that could support them.
1: Or technology.
0: Or technology. So what in general what we do is we overcompensate on the extreme with our children. So here you got me and Piper. She grew up in kumbayage land where the kid cannot do wrong and they can make all their decisions, even though they have no knowledge. Mary
1: Poppins. Learned. Yeah,
0: they have no knowledge and no experience, but yet they're allowed to make those decisions, which blows my mind. Um, can
1: anybody say sharp cheddar cheese on top of an oatmeal cream pie? Is that a good decision? Well, I don't I, think I, if does. it
0: tastes good for somebody. It tasted good, right. but
1: I don't you think know. it was good for but us. But then,
0: then you got my childhood where it was with a heavy hand or a shoe being protected throwing at you at a, at a high rate of speed. And well, I'll tell you one thing, it gets your reflexes real quick because you learn how to flinch real quick and duck. Mm-hmm. But either way, so I said to myself, these are two different extremes. And my kids really don't have a knowledge mix. Well, what is my role as a parent? Well, if my goal, what is my, I guess we have to first collectively discuss what is the goal as a parent. Mm-hmm. And if, everybody's different, but my, thank God and, or whatever, the Pillsbury Doughboy, whatever you want to thank, Me and my wife are aligned on wanting to give our children the tools to be successful in life to where, if, poof, we disappeared and the money was gone, that we know deep down inside they'll be able to navigate it. So I know they don't have the experience and they don't have the knowledge base. I know that. And I'm not going to rely on anybody else to give them those tools when I have that. And I'm going to, from my mistakes, Piper, your mistakes,
1: Me? I've never
0: made one. You're quite possibly perfect. (laughs) I'm almost perfect. I'm supposed to say that, by the way. I'm supposed to say that. Okay, almost. Even though it's a bunch of crock of shit. But either way, (laughs) um, at the end of the day, that's that's the role that I believe. So we give our kids the tools to be successful. And what is that? Well, I hold them accountable. And what does that mean? How many times have you, your parents said, you're going to get in trouble if you do this. And then you do it and you really don't get in trouble. Think about your childhood. Ooh, good. Yeah. I mean, can you even count it on one hand?
2: Um, <laughs> probably not. Probably more. Would
0: you say the majority of the I time mean, you got what you wanted, even when they told you you would not get it?
2: Um, yeah. I mean, yes and no. I mean, it was in the middle. I mean, I was, you know, for being a spoiled kid, I mean, I I served part-time, and then I, I look around. These kids are running around, yelling in the restaurant, and I'm just like, how... How do you like, like –
0: Well, we'll go I, there. We'll go yeah, there. But, I was, but there's a 50% no, chance that you're no, always going to get what you want. Yeah,
2: there was. Yeah, so was in the, the back of chance. your
0: mind as a child, if I cry loud enough, complain long enough, and wear them down, there's a 50% chance that I'm going to get what I want. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good rate yeah, as a child. Is, uh, I mean that's a, And some kids are even higher than that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So a kid looks at everything at risk to reward. No different than a criminal, than a lawyer, anybody doing a profession, they analyze their surroundings and say, is this worth pushing and if I can potentially get this? A criminal does the same thing. If I'm gonna go commit an act, is the is the punishment high enough or low enough for me to commit this act, right? Risk to reward. So if I'm gonna go murder somebody, do you think I'm gonna murder them in California or Texas?
1: You need to go to Chicago.
0: Well, no, if I'm gonna murder somebody. Do you think I'm going to murder them in California Why or Texas? Life, well,
2: funny. probably California, so Why? you don't get the death penalty. There you go. Yeah. So,
0: if, if I'm going to go commit a robbery, am hmm. I more likely going to do it in Texas or California? Hmm. Who do you think is more lenient on criminals? On cl-
2: Criminals? California. Exactly. Sure California so, for sure.
0: believe it or not criminals are highly intelligent oh i know i said something that goes it goes against to say a criminal's intelligent absolutely because they're evaluating risk to reward and they're smart enough to figure out how to navigate this to get what they want because remember what is intelligence let's see if you remember what i told you how do you measure intelligence what is the true measure of intelligence it's oh my god it's making.
2: It's making, um, correct correct decisions to reach your goals
0: in the pursuit of, a, the goal. Pursuit of exactly. a goal. Exactly. Yeah. But the yeah. problem is, we always kind of mix it with empathy, compassion, yeah. and doing right. That's wrong. Okay. Well, do you think? Do you think Hitler was an intelligent individual?
2: Oh, he was really smart. He was
0: a genius. He was a genius. He was. But you know, that scares crazy. people that you're yeah. calling Hitler a genius. He was a, a great leader. Yeah, he, was he was a, a great, was great leader. Was, well, he was a great leader for his people. He, he was, was yeah. a great leader for his people to gain control mm-hmm. and unethical. He was a narcissist, a sociopath, an evil person, but he was a genius. Why? Because he almost took over the world. Okay. So it's, it's, um, when you look at all this stuff, right, and we take it all in, you want to make the right decisions in the pursuit of a goal, right? How are we going to be able to navigate that in your life when you're a child and everything's just given to you, even if it's 50% of the time? Huh. Do you, let me ask you a question: If you work for a job and you did your job 50% of the time, what are they going to do?
2: Yeah, and, um, give you warnings and then fire you.
0: So is that method setting you up for victory in the future? It's not. It's not. No. no. If 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 you go to school and you start skipping school and the teachers still pass you, is that setting you up for victory in the in the future? No, it's not. Why? Because what happens if you go to work and then sometimes you show up to work and sometimes you don't? What are they going to do?
2: They're going to fire you.
0: So you mean to tell me that your parents actually set you up for failure? Yeah. never thought of it like that?
2: Yeah, I never have. You
0: see, what the problem is, is you have a child that has these experiences in their life, okay? They're told whatever they do is right. They can choose and pick and choose whatever they want. So then when they get into the real world, that's all they know. Because your perception is solely based on your own experiences. Okay? So if you're growing up with a family and a mom and a dad who allows you to get away with acting bad towards your siblings. And then you still get what you want. What does that tell in the child?
2: You can act however you want. Like you can act however you want in the world and just things could, will come to you.
0: Do you see how that can be confusing when you hit the real world and the shit doesn't go your way? Yeah. They're confused. They're confused, they're confused right. because they were confused from the beginning. So that when you go to the real world, you don't understand why the work is getting upset with you when you sometimes call in. Because it wasn't a problem in college. Because college really, at the end of the day, as long as you're paying the play, they're happy. Yeah, exactly. Right? Uh-huh. Let's just be honest. It's an industry. It's a financial industry, a multi, hell, I want to say billion, but mm-hmm. I think billions is an industry. It's a multi-trillion Trillion. dollar industry. Yeah. Okay? So, this is what we're basically teaching kids. And that is not a foundation, okay? So, you know, I always tell my kids this. I know you're frustrated with me. I know I'm holding you accountable. I say what I'm going to do and I do what I say. And I know that frustrates you. But I'm gonna th- you're going to thank me when you're 20, 25 years old and all your friends are confused. And you're not. So let me ask you a question, Victor. What do you want to do? What's your ultimate goal? Do you have an ultimate goal? Excuse me.
2: I don't. I mean, I, I like the rap.
0: So. Okay, but what's, an ulti- what's your ultimate, ultimate
2: goal? goal? Financial freedom.
0: Okay, that's a good answer. Okay. So what we have here, you have to think of it like this. You struggled giving me an answer. I don't know if you, re- you want financial freedom, but... Everybody wants that. You're not telling me what your ultimate goal is. Just just hear me. out. You're going to see where I'm going with this. An unintended consequence that your parents did to you, and I swear to God they didn't mean it. I promise you. They took away your purpose. They took away your purpose. When you strip a child from their purpose, they don't know what to do. Because if intelligence is making correct decisions in the pursuit of a what? goal. You have yet to give me one. You tell me I want money. Everybody wants money. What the hell are you going to do to get the money? What's the goal to get the money? You don't know. You don't have to give me an answer. I'm not calling you out. I'm trying to give you insight. So when I, when I converse and I talk to people, no matter what age, I always ask, what's your goal? And a lot of them always say, I want money. I follow up, well, what do you want to do to make the money? I don't know. Never thought of that that's where you need to start okay you see what i just did is i gave you some insight i hope so one more time if i ask you what is intelligence what is it
2: it's um oh, making ma- making um correct making correct decisions in, in pursuit the pr- in the pursuit of the goal
0: why well, and i'm going to say it again to you because when you say it three times and i call you on the spot that third time you're more than likely gonna memorize it because in, in general I make you kind of uncomfortable when I ask you that question because I'm calling you on the spot. But I want you to remember this. Mm-hmm. What are you lacking in that in that whole statement? A pursuit of a goal. Exactly. You lack purpose right now. And I'm telling you this because it's easy to fix. It's very easy. You know what it is? You know what you gotta do? Mm-hmm. What do you think you gotta do? Set goals. Exactly.
1: And you know, it's interesting because as somebody who created an entire multi million dollar business, you know what I made my first year mm. out of college? How much? $27,935. I taught school to get my CFY done. You know what? I, my goal was then every year after that to double my income. So the next year, I got my C. And I made $43,000. So it doesn't always have to be the ultimate goal. You have to well, I take think the next right I step think the best thing is there. you have to start somewhere.
0: I'm going to, I'm going to use my sons for an example. One wants to be an architect, one, and he's 10, and the eight, <laughs> eight, nine year old wants to be, he wants to play college football. Okay? So I say, what do you got to do to achieve that? Well, Sully's like, i got to focus on architecture, and Sales like, i got to focus on my athletic ability. I'm like, no. You see, in order to accomplish a goal, it requires all these ingredients. Okay? All these ingredients. What are these ingredients? Well, if Sully wants to be an architect, does he still have to do good in science and chemistry? No. You say well, no.
2: Well, yeah, yes. No, 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 no.
0: Stay with it. Stay with it. You said uh, no. No, no. no, no, no. But... So why does he not have to do good in science and chemistry?
2: science and chemistry. What happens
0: if he fails science and chemistry in middle school and high school?
2: He flunked.
0: So will he be able to go to the next grade? He won't
2: be able to go to the next grade. Then how the hell is he going to be
0: an architect? You see? I never thought of it like that. This is awesome. This this right now Mm -hmm. is a beautiful moment because I can see it in your eyes and your face. You're gaining insight. Okay? This is awesome. So let's just roll with it. Okay? Mm -hmm. There's no right or wrong answer. The goal is to get the insight. Okay? Sale said... You know, I just got to be, I got to be able to catch the ball, Daddy. I got to be run the ball. I said, well, what about, what about language arts? He thought about it. And he kind of went down that same path. I said, Sale, but if you don't pass language arts and you don't get to the next grade.
2: How do you even play in college? Exactly. exactly. How do you exactly. play without failing?
0: So my other son, you know, he likes to cook. And I said, Sully, the best way to give you this example is what are the ingredients for guacamole? And he's actually a pretty good cook. actually ate his burger. Tomorrow. Yeah, it was good. And he gave me all these ingredients in like salt, lime, and all, et cetera, et cetera. I said, okay, Sully, how is that guacamole going to taste if I take out the salt? He said, well, it's not going to be that good. I said, but, but I had almost all the ingredients. He's like, well, it's still going to taste awful. I said, it's no different than you becoming an architect. All that shit that you think doesn't matter, it matters at that moment when you want to eat that guacamole and there ain't that salt in it, can you go to a restaurant? They don't put salt in that guacamole. What are you gonna do?
2: Waiter, um, it's not salty. Exactly.
0: Enough. Okay, that's the same thing. Sale, you want to play college football, right? He said yes. I said you got to be strong, right? You got to be fast, right? Would you got to be able to read? Now he says yes. I said what about math? Yes, Daddy, it's important. I said what about I said but Sully and Sale, chemistry has nothing to do with architectural or football. But daddy, I have to do it as part of the ingredient for the next right thing. I said, exactly. You see, what we do as, as parents is we don't teach. And remember, you only know what you know. But when you know better, you should do. do um, when you know better, you should uh, do the, better. 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 Okay. So now, when I provide you this information, does it make logical sense?
2: It absolutely it
0: does it kind of go against everything you might have been taught
2: a little bit yeah yeah yeah
0: it kind of it kind of is a little unsettling right now mm-hmm. because now you're going back and reflecting right okay stop reflecting and quit ruminating over it and just do the next right thing and victor my friend your next right thing is to figure out what a goal is okay a realistic goal i'm going to tell you something I had goals of doing certain things, right? And my dad gave me, gave me some advice. You know, I, I played a little college ball and uh, I did a little semi-pro and I really wanted to pursue the football. But at the end of the day, I still had to get my degree. Why? You always got to have a backup plan. Mm-hmm. Because if that goal doesn't achieve, an intelligent person will always have a backup plan. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. My dad said, "Go go to college, get your degree, even if it's bullshit, Baba. And then go be an entrepreneur. But if shit gets tough and you can't figure it out, go fall in your degree and make money to where you can still sustain yourself. Okay? So what I tell you to do is, I know you said rapping, And I'm not trying to take that from you. Mm -hmm. But I would tell you, pursue another avenue. Keep that as a hobby. If that hobby can transpire into making you money, then it's no longer a hobby and it's your moneymaker. Okay, mm-hmm. so what I'm thinking is always you want to make the next right thing. Are you going to be more likely, and you tell me, I might be wrong, to make money rapping right now or pursuing a with your business degree, going somewhere else and trying something different?
2: Going somewhere else, trying different.
0: Did I say stop rapping? No, absolutely not, because that's a passion of yours, and you got to make life enjoyable, right? hmm That's a hobby, yeah. but who knows? That hobby might pay dividends in the future. Piper, am I, I feel like I'm talking a lot.
1: You you always talk a lot. I know.
0: I'm just happy that
1: it's I'm just
0: happy that you're here, willing to listen to my verbal diarrhea. <laughs> because if somebody's willing to listen to my verbal diarrhea, I will talk. Well, I promise I mean, you that. I,
1: I just think about the the other day. I was at work. Mm-hmm. I'm the CEO of my company, and they were saying, "Oh, the bathrooms weren't cleaned that well," and I hired the person who cleaned them. So I went in there and just sprayed something in the toilet and cleaned it out because, like, it did smell bad. Like, I would mm-hmm. want to go in there. I have no problem doing something that's going to move the company forward. I, but my own employees couldn't figure that out. You know what, Piper?
0: This is a good topic. Okay, so, every, you know, when I look at our, our medical practice.
1: I don't care. I look at I my just family. I want to make it work.
0: All I care about is one thing. You ready for this? It's very mm-hmm. simple. I don't have a role. My role is one thing and one thing only. My decision and everything I do is for the greater good of the practice or the greater good for my family, period. Okay? So when you look at Victor, you look at yourself, you have to start navigating this life because we already know if mommy and daddy are gone and there's no money left, you're going to struggle. Now let's flip the coin and say that you have money and they left you money. What do you really think is going to happen with that money? Come on. It'll be gone. Okay, so you're gonna be back be to gone. square one.
2: Back to square one. I
0: tell my boys, this is not yours. What I accomplished, what me and my my wife did, this is ours. Now you may benefit from it, depending on if you follow the true definition of sophism. And I'm gonna have Victor read it. Victor, can you please read the definition of sophism? The belief in self-accountability
2: for the preservation of society.
0: Yes. So, when you're when I know you're not a burden on society because I look at the greater good of society. So all my decisions that I look for society when people ask my opinion. It's not based on anything else than the greater good of society. And yes, I may offend people on the right, may offend people on the left, but I assure you one thing. If you remove that emotional component and you look at it logically, it really is the greater good for society as a whole, but it's very, very challenging. So I tell my boys, you're more likely To inherit some of this money. If I know for a fact. You're not a burden on society. And you're self-sustaining yourself. Because then I know. He's not going to piss it away that you would have done. Because I don't want that. I'd rather give it to somebody else. That would actually benefit. And flourish with it. You know. It always. I think we talked about this before. It goes back to respect. I respect my kids to life. To where I will have a discussion with them. And when they provide me new logical information, I will change my views because I respect them so much, and I want them to be better than me. It is very hard to go against the social norm, especially our upbringing.
1: But it sure does make life interesting. It does. It makes life interesting. Yeah, it's never a dull. Moment. And you heard,
0: you heard what Sully said. I mean, I, I know I'm tough on him. I know I'm. I say what I do, and I do what I say. It. It. it, it makes it easier for them. They're not as confused. Because you believe 50% of the time you're always going to get what you want. With us, that's not the case. It's what I say, unless, unless they're witty enough to outwit their dad and provide me new information. And then I will concede to them. And I've done that a couple of times. A couple. Not a lot, but they've gotten me a couple of times. Okay, twice. Oh yeah, maybe twice. I was thinking one, but we'll give them twice. Either way, but it's respect because we we've had this discussion. In order to love something, what do you first have to have?
2: Respect for it.
0: Well, what, what?
2: how do you – Okay, you got to like it and care for it then respect it.
0: Exactly. So if you, if, if you don't respect something, you'll never like it. If you don't respect something, you'll never be able to care for it. If you don't respect something, you sure as hell will never love it. And that's with a partner, a friend, a cat, a dog, a house, a car, anything. So I teach my kids respect is key. Because mm-hmm. if you can't respect it, you're not going to move forward anywhere with it. So that's my topic on that. Um,
2: and That's one of the problems with me. I seem like I don't respect this.
0: There you go. So let me ask you one question. I, I, I'm happy you said that, and thank you for being honest. If you don't respect yourself, how are you going to respect anything else? How? Impossible. It's impossible. Exactly. It's impossible. And you know what's making it hard for you to respect yourself right now? What are you lacking? starts with a P. P,
2: perseverance? No. Per,
0: perfect. perfect. Yeah. You're lacking purpose. When you don't have purpose, you, don't, you lose a will. You lose a will. You're, I mean, it's almost like a, it's a lost soul. You're not, you, you can easily change this, Victor. You have to be aware of this. In order to get purpose, you got to get a goal and you got to do all the next right things to get that goal. And I promise you, it's so self-fulfilling when you don't have to bet 50% of the time that you're going to get something from your parents and you do it yourself. I promise you. The greatest reward is when you put your effort in something and you get it yourself. You know, mowing that grass yourself, when you finish mowing that grass and you sweated your ass off, do you know how rewarding it is when you take a step back and look at that grass being mowed? Yeah, it looks good. Absolutely. It's an amazing feeling. It's weird. You get a little euphoria from it because mm-hmm. you accomplished a task. You set forth a task yeah. as simple as mowing a yard. Or cleaning my house. Cleaning like the house. Cleaning my house. You started something and you point. finished it. And then you look back and you're like, oh, my God. So you know, you know how easy it is to get on the right path? You're going to go mow your mom's yard this weekend. And you know what you're going to feel? You know how good it's going to feel? Going to feel amazing. And you know what that's going to do? It's going to hopefully start a domino effect because then once you get that great, satisfying feeling, you're going to think the next right thing to do. And then when you accomplish that, it's going to get the next right thing.
1: Because you've had running Did it get that feeling? You've had access. Well, we don't have
0: a lawnmower. Okay, well Your dad so we can get you, get you a lawnmower.
1: <laughs> 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 or a power washer.
0: Power wash, or power wash the house. I'll get you a push washer. mower. I think I have a push mower. Push mower. Whatever it takes. So I would tell you the first thing you need to do, in my opinion, whatever it takes for you to gain self-respect for yourself, to respect yourself, that you're going to start something and do something even when you don't want to do it. Because the reward of accomplishing that task is so worth the pain in the ass to get off your ass and do it. That's what the younger generation is losing. And that's what a lot of these older, I mean, a lot of parents have lost. Because it's gotten too easy. Technology is too easy. You know, our kids got cell phones. You know what kind of cell phones they got? Flip phones. Flip phones, Flip phones yeah. Our kids are only allowed the computer twice a week. That's it. They have to go play. Kids have forgotten how to play.
2: They, yeah, they just want to be on the phone playing yep. Candy Crush yep. or watching the next show. Yeah.
1: But that's sure. our responsibility. That's mm-hmm. our challenge. Yeah. It's not easy. It's
0: it's hard being a responsible parent. Well,
1: and to make sure that they love their life and can find purpose, not lose themselves in technology that's created by, that nobody has research on right now. They're just learning.
0: Well, I kind of want to finish something on a positive. The positive is you have to look at what your parents did is their intent was to make things easier and better for you. That was the intent. And the majority of parents do that. They don't know any better. It's more challenging now. you have to figure it out. Do I think you can do it? Absolutely. hundred percent. Now, this is the million dollar question. Is what I presented to you make sense? And be honest. If it doesn't, don't, just call me out. This is, this is collaboration.
2: No, it, it does. Okay. Yeah. I, and, and this is not just to completely blame my parents. It's not. Funny. It's
0: not blaming anything. Yeah. It's just the circumstance that you're in. But now, do you know better? Yes. Yeah. So what should you do? get
2: a damn purpose.
0: Thank you. That's it. You get a purpose, it's going to change your life. I swear to you.
1: Even if it's not what you think, everybody thinks it should be. Exactly. It's got to be what your purpose is. Being a lifeguard was the best years of my life. I wish I could go back to it. But it moved me forward to have the skills to do what I do now. Just being a lifeguard, because that's a lot of responsibility. when somebody drowns? While I was being a lifeguard at sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, you know those things were purposeful for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Working well, at
1: the candy shack.
0: Well, this is what we need to do. I want Victor. I want you to have the last word before I sign out. What's your thoughts, comments? Let me have it. Um,
2: great. First, first up for podcast. I've never been on a podcast before. <laughs> awesome. Welcome to the podcast Yeah. World.
0: Nice. yeah.
1: The act. Great. A sure got a lot, of, well, got a lot of insight.
2: Good. definitely gonna. Good do some reflecting.
0: Awesome, awesome. You're you're smart. You're a smart kid, man. I, I think if you choose this path, you're gonna have self fulfillment. Mm-hmm. You really will. So this is Sophie with 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 my thoughts of an unstable mind. Um, signing out. Thank y'all, Victor and Piper. We'll see y'all yeah. to the next one. Thanks for having me. On to the next one. All right. Bye. That was in the good faith of rap. <laughs> oh, My God, that was awesome. Hey. You you oh, I didn't think? stop
2: it. We're gonna have to kill this.